listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Is risen upon you. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and grows dark. I want to love you, Lord. I want to wait on you I want to feel your power I want to feel your presence Sometimes I feel your power I feel angels all around me I am praying Praying on my own I speak to you, Lord Speaking many words Repeating myself Over and over Spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding. The spirit of love, the spirit of faith. The spirit of holiness, the spirit of humility. Sometimes I cannot remember what I'm praying for. My mind goes. 
And you'll never find 
a job like full-time ministry Where your whole life is dedicated to the work of God From morning till evening From Monday to Sunday prepared for you your eye has not seen your ears have not heard and you'll never have the things that God has planned for you if you don't obey the call of God on your the jobs and I know that I could do many other things but you'll never find a job like working for Jesus you'll never find a job like working for Jesus you'll never find a job like working for Jesus oh you'll never find a job like working for Jesus You'll never find a job like working for Jesus. You'll never find a job like working for Jesus. Do you know that you'll never find? You'll never find a job like working for Jesus. You'll never find a job like working for Jesus. You'll never find a job like working for Jesus. Oh, oh, you will You'll never find a job like you're working, you're going, going on the mission. No, like Jesus. Do you know that you'll never find, you'll never find a job like working You'll never find a job like working for Jesus. You'll never find a job like working for So nice 
How can I know whom shall I choose? I can hear a voice behind me saying, This is the way walking in it. Don't turn to the right, don't turn to the left. I am waiting till I hear his voice. I want to move on Looking for a wife Whom shall I choose? Someone to be with For the rest of my life Whom will it be? And whom shall I love? Oh God, help me If I hearken to the voice of the Lord, He shall lift me up higher and higher. He that believeth shall not make haste. I have need of patience to do His will. I must not be taken with a beautiful smile. I must not be taken with her beautiful face. That long and flowing hair you see may be much shorter. That gentle voice may not be so gentle. I want to choose. I want to move on. Looking for a wife. Whom shall I choose? Someone. The rest of my life Whom will it be And whom shall I love Oh God help me shall not be moved by how I feel. I shall be moved by the Holy Spirit. I don't want my heart to be broken. All the shapes and all the curves that I see may not be what I think they are. He will lead me pastures as for me I will trust in the Lord I want to choose I want to move on looking for a wife whom shall I choose someone to be with for the rest of my life whom will it be and whom shall I love 
looking for a while Whom shall I choose? Someone to be with For the rest of my life Whom will it be? And whom shall I love? Oh God, help me Today, but one day, how many of you believe it? Hey, 
Okay, no problem. When I'm there, then you'll see. Amen. One person said that they believe me. God bless you. Well, we've come to the most important point of our service. We've come to my favorite part. How many of you enjoy this part of the service the most? Are you sure? I don't believe you. How many of you are expectant, excited? You're ready for the word. The Bible says that the word of God is a lamp onto our feet and a light onto our path. Amen. And I believe that today, by the time you're leaving here, you'll have a lamp to carry with you to your homes, to your campuses, to your workplaces, to guide your path in the name of Jesus. So let's give it up for our pastor, Bishop Richard Ayi. Let us pray. Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May your name be glorified. May your name be exalted. May your power be seen and made manifest in our midst, Lord. Thank you for the blessing of gathering and bringing us together, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Have mercy on us. Forgive us of our sins and our mistakes, O oh God. Show yourself strong and mighty in our midst once again, Lord. As we hear your word, Lord, let there be healing. Let there be salvation. Let there be miracles, Lord. Thank you for light and direction that we shall receive through your word. Bless every soul that is here today, Lord. Thank you for understanding hearts, Lord. Thank you, Father, for today and for the blessing of your word. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. And everybody shall say, Amen. Amen. Oh, say a better amen. amen. God bless you and you may take your seats. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be back. Um, last week I was away, isn't it? 
But I heard you had a good time. How many of you enjoyed church last week? How many of you are around for hard talk? Valentine came, isn't it? You were not at home lonely. You were in church. Okay. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Well, I was in Latvia. Um, yes, yes. You'll be there. You'll be there. You go on your honeymoon in different places. Stop planning your honeymoon. Your honeymoon, you have to go to at least three different countries. Yes. Don't go to Spain and say you've gone to honeymoon and come back. No. Spain now is like going to Sainsbury's. So I need to hear of you that you've been to some exotic places. Three, four different places. Should do if you're on the islands, you do island hopping. Yes. Each one you spend a minimum of a week. And then you hop to the other one. Do some two weeks there. When you get tired, just pack your bags and just hop somewhere else. That will be your experience. Yes. Still start. Start saving. Start saving so that you can enjoy yourself. How many of you already having ideas on what you'll be doing? Yes. You can't just say you've gone to. Your, your flight to your honeymoon cannot be 45 minutes. No. If it's 45 minutes, when he lands, don't get off. Tell your, tell your husband that I won't get off. It's too short. <laughs> tell him, take me somewhere. Yeah. And when you go, stay. For a long time. By the time you come, we should have even forgotten that you got married. We'll be wondering, why haven't we seen you for a while? But it will be your story. It will be your experience. And you will have that encounter. Maybe you are looking forward to some nice honeymoon. It shall be your story. And those of you who are married already, you can go again. Since you didn't know this. So, you can plan again. Plan and go for another one. Tell whoever is in charge of the purse in the house that, look, when you went to church, the pastor said that, look, your first attempt was, was not the real thing. So we've got, to, we've got to try another one. We've got to try another one. We've got to do it again. Do it again because I'm sure it took you to... Um, <laughs> it took you to Liverpool. <laughs> no.
Stop planning for your honeymoon. First love honeymoons are real honeymoons. So instead of putting all your money to give us smoke-flavored jollof and and Peckham drumsticks. Give us give us finger foods. What was what was that thing that they call the the, the sister of Samosas? Spring rolls, spring rolls, that's what it is. Spring rolls. Give us some spring rolls and some and some Fanta. And close and close the reception early. So that the real thing can start. The real thing can start. Yes. Yes. Am I giving you good advice? Yes. This show, 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 show. You make everybody happy, and then when you finish, you go and sit at, at home. Lonely. <laughs> no. Learn how to do nice things for yourself and reduce the public show. Yes. You start doing things for public. And then you are left with nothing. Do you understand? Am I preaching a good message? Are you going to do what I'm saying? Do that feel very far from you? But I'll find a way and come. I'll be coming soon. I'll be coming. Yes. There isn't much space here, but I'll come. Yes. I'll be coming soon. You know, when, when first love started, those of you who don't know, we used to meet in a room just outside there. And I remember I used to come and peep into this hall and say that one day I'll have a service here. One day I'll have a service here. Yeah, one day I'll have a service here. One day I'll have a service here. Yes. We used to be in a room just across here somewhere. Some small, tiny room. If you are free after church, I'll shoot without that. This way we're. Were in that room. Our first musical was in that room. Wow. Andrew, do you remember that music? Yeah, we're in that room, yes. And I remember it's called Drama Studio. It's just here. And I used to come and look here and say that one day I'll have a church service. One day I'll have a church service. One day. Yes. God has brought us here, isn't it? Yes. One day we'll be here and it will be full. Amen. Yes. You watch it carefully. This year, 2020, you see us over here. It's like, yeah. Yes. So your honeymoon will also be nice. It sounds like we are just saying something and laughing. But one day you say, practically, practically, you see, you are, you left, you've left the country 1st of August. And you are not coming back till the first week of September. Honeymooning, honeymooning. You are mooning the honey. <laughs> yeah. You are mooning the honey. Moving from island to island. And one honeymoon, but you will cross about three continents. 
Okay, sit down. So we've been sharing on God's sheep. Okay, God's sheep. Do you remember what we've been talking about? That we were talking about God's sheep. How many of you realize that you are God's sheep? When you say the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What you're saying is that I am the Lord's sheep. I am the Lord's sheep. So we've been talking about God's sheep. In Psalm 95, the Bible says in verse 7, for he is our God. Are you also feeling cold in this room? Who has decided to freeze us? Okay. It says that for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture. Look, we are not, we are not lions. We are not lions. We are not lizards. We are not tigers. God doesn't intend us to be war geckos. He intends us to be people of his pasture. That is, people who can be fed. People that he can take to his green fields and feed us. And he says that, and the sheep of his hand, not the goats of his hand or the deer of his hand, but the sheep, we are the sheep of his hand. And also, if, if it's a fan, if the fan can be turned off or on. There, yeah, the fan, yes, I think it's a fan. It's, most of these ducts, they are full of bacteria. No, it's true, it's true, it's true. I'm not even joking. Uh, what was I saying? Sheep. That's who we are. We are the Lord's sheep. Not not the Lord's goats. Or the Lord's lions. Or the Lord's rhinos. Or the Lord's lizards. Or the Lord's snakes. You see, there are people who don't like who don't like um, certain type of churches. And the churches they don't like is the churches where the pastoral anointing is strong. That means the pastor will ask you, how are you? Are you there? The pastor will know you. The pastor, I mean, up to today, up to today, I have, I have a lot of church members, a lot of church members who talk to me all the time. They text and I text and I text. It's like they're chatting with their pastor. Then I can ask, where are you? What are you doing? What's happening? But you say you may think that you may think that it's a common thing, but it's not. It's, it's not that common. Many people don't have their pastors now. I can I can send you. I can tell you. that go to some. I can I give you an experiment. I go and see if when you go there you have the pastor's number. Those of you who have the pastor's number. He sends you messages and you ignore him. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't even know what you have. You don't even know what you have. You don't even know what you are toying with. Wow. We are the sheep of his hand. 
sheep of his hand. So you, you see that when you, you're in the place that you rather, you rather what, what God has said, how God has rather planned a church to be, you rather find, you rather find that place a bit intrusive. But you should ask yourself, why don't you want to be known that you are around and what you are up to? Are you a snake? A snake wouldn't like to, to, uh, you to know that they are around. There's, there's uh, I don't know what it is, documentary or whatever that they show on snakes in the city. Have you seen it before, snakes in the city? You should find it. It's, it's, it's always on. It shows on some channels. Um, snakes in the city. Um, it's this couple who have the job. They are, they are South Africans. They are, based in, they are not South Africa. They are based in South Africa. I think they are from um, England. But they are based in South Africa. And then their job is to come and catch snakes that you have found in your house. Yes. And some, uh, very often, the snake is in the kitchen. And no, and no ordinary snakes, black mambas. The most common snakes that they go and catch is black mamba. Yesterday, yesterday I saw them in someone's house pulling out, pulling out a black mamba. The black mamba was about, about uh, three meters long. Three meters long, that thick. And, and that, and that, I mean, that's one bite can kill about 20 adults. One strike. And he's been lying there in somebody's kitchen. They're just lying, he's just, just been in the house behind the cupboards. There'll never be a snake in your house. But you see, that, that snake, that snake did not want to be caught. And they didn't want to be found. And they didn't want to have any interaction with anybody in the house. And anytime they catch a snake in the house, they keep, they keep saying that you people are very lucky. You people are, so when there's a young child in the house, you people are very lucky because this snake could have killed your child. Your child could have just been playing in the house and then that's it. Can I come down now? Can I come down now? There's a song, send your mighty power. Come down now. Oh Lord, come down now. No, but I'm not the Lord, so I'm just asking if I can come in. Yeah, I can come down. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it feels more it feels more pastoral, isn't it? Yes. You see, I really want you to appreciate a sheep and a shepherd relationship. And not to think that it's you see, unless you're a snake or a lizard. That's when, that's when you hate God's method of leading his people. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Not, not the Lord is my mechanic. Or the Lord is my plumber. Or the Lord is my electrician. Not, not, even, not even the Lord is my doctor. Or the, Lord is my, or the Lord is my architect. Or the Lord is my engineer. The Lord is my shepherd. The, the, the job, the career, profession, job title that the Lord chose is shepherd. So I am a shepherd. It means that my people must be sheep. And my people are sheep. I'm not a mechanic. I'm not a surgeon. I'm not a GP. I'm not an accountant. No, the Lord is my accountant. Or the Lord is my auditor. Strange. It's not even the Lord is my nurse. Look how nice nurses are. God, 
didn't he say the Lord is my nurse? I am, I, 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 I am your nurse. No, he chose shepherd. Shepherd. Because some patients are difficult. So the Lord is my, the Lord is my nurse. You are, can be a, a very difficult patient. But sheep, sheep, sheep have some characteristics that are, are it, it seems God approves of the behavior of sheep. He approves of it. He likes the way sheep are. He likes the way he's made them. So it's like, if you want to be any way and do well in the Christian faith, you have to aim to be like a sheep. A sheep, not a snake. A snake is very independent, very, very independent. Doesn't want you to know where they are. You see, as soon as they can't handle it, they leave the church. That's a snake. It's like, no, don't get into my things. Don't get into my things. Disconnection from a church is disconnection from a shepherd. Distancing yourself in the church is distancing yourself from a shepherd. That's all it's about. It's about shepherd and sheep. Say, don't like they say. Don't talk. Don't ask me questions. All you're saying is that, look, I don't want to be a sheep. I want to be a lizard, a snake, a rhino, a leopard. I mean, I want to be anything, anything but sheep. Anything but sheep. But God has made us to be sheep. So you see, you see people who have the sheep-like characteristic. You tell them to do something, they'll do it. You tell them this way, it will be, that, that's the way it will be. Anyway, today, I'm moving into the third chapter. Chapter one was what? Chapter one was types of sheep. Okay? Chapter two was what? Types of flocks. Today is you and your pastor. That's chapter three. You and your pastor. Mm-hmm. You and your pastor. Now, an interesting exercise that I could have done, but I don't have time, so I won't do it, is to have asked you. I wish I could actually ask you, but I won't ask you. Is to have asked you that. What will you like your pastor to do for you? What would you like your pastor to do for you? If you were to, if, if, if you were to, Saying that, oh, I mean, what, what do I want? My, what do I want from my pastor? From my pastor. Really practically, what will you like your pastor to do for you? You'll be, you'll be amazed at the responses. You'll be amazed at the responses. Some will say, I'd like pastor to buy me lunch today. Isn't it? How many of you like your pastor to buy you lunch today? Yes. Well, why not? Isn't it? Why not? Yes. If he has brought himself, he loves to buy a lunch. He should come and buy a lunch. Yes. Yes. So it's a one for full English. No problem. <laughs> yes. You see different requests that will come out. Oh, pastor should do this. Pastor should do that. I mean, I think the pastor should do this. Pastor, you see, and some of them, some of the things, it's not, it's not right. I, I was going, to, I was about to say that it's not wrong, but it's also not right. <laughs> you understand? But it is, it is a certain, a certain slant that has introduced certain things into the church. 
that has made people value such things more than the real duty and the real role of the pastor. Because I'm about to show you what your pastor must do for you. Which you say, it's not lunch. It's not lunch, it's not full English. It's not buying you a pair of shoes. It's not sponsoring your wedding. It's not paying your school fees. Your pastor doesn't have to pay your school fees. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have, he doesn't have to give you a dime. Do you know dime? Yeah. Yes, there, there, are so many, there are so many things that pastors do now that it has almost become as if that's what, that's what the pastor must do. If the pastor doesn't do it, it's like he's a very bad pastor. But it's not, it's not, it's not his job. And you see, and the more we have emphasized and expected those things, we have also become weaker Christians. Yes, we've become weaker Christians. You see, you shouldn't forget that church, this is church. Church is about Christianity. It's about, it's about you and God. You and God and you getting stronger in the, the Bible says, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the faith. In the faith that you've been saved, they'll be strong in it. Don't say, Pastor, Pastor should talk to me. Pastor doesn't talk to me. I would like to talk to Pastor. I'd like to see Pastor. I'd like to see, you know, no problem. He would like to see, but as he's seeing you, what's your aim for wanting to see him? Will he even do what he says? When, when, he says, when he says pray, you, you think he's not serious. You see, one of, the, one, of the, one of the amazing, sometimes funny, sometimes it, it tickles my throat that it makes me feel like coughing. You know that coughing means like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is called a ticklish cough. It's a tickle in the throat. That's what makes it... <clears throat> Because you can't put your hand there and scratch it. So, yeah. <clears throat> yes. It's when people start explaining things that maybe they, they feel a pastor or a church doesn't understand. It's, and, and it's because it's because there are some secularized gatherings called church where the emphasis is not word and, and the way and the way the Bible teaches things to be done. Everything has been secularized. It's like, you know, be like this. Like, so they feel, when, you, when they see people who stand for the word, they quote word, they say, pray. They say, pray, read your Bible. It's almost like, no, this guy, this guy is from the 17th century. Yeah, it's, like, it's like in the 21st century, it's as if, as if the word of God is different. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So, so you and your pastor, you and your pastor. I would like to start from John chapter ten. This this one this one of the most important, perhaps the most important message you ever hear in your lifetime, and in your Christian walk. So listen carefully, because you see, pastors don't appoint themselves. God calls them, and where where there's a pastor, there's a gathering. God calls, that's what the Bible says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Let something happen to the pastor, the church will not exist again. 
Sometimes even an accusation. Let someone even raise an accusation against the pastor. Even if the church doesn't scatter, you, you who have paid attention to that accusation, you are affected. I mean, how can someone take you out of a church? He must tell you a story. He must say something to you. He must say something to you about the pastor. Or the pastors. That's like how you can be uprooted. And that even, that even explains to you your devotion to God and your understanding of God. That's what a part of the earlier series. I kept bringing couples up to point out to them that this person you are in love with is not your pastor. He's not your pastor. And his role in your life is not your pastor. You are in love. And a lot of ladies, a lot of ladies, when it gets to that thing that they call love, which is not even love, when it gets to that thing that they call love, they stop thinking and reasoning. Once it's a man, I'll do anything he says. You see, but it brings, it brings to fore your, 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 your spirituality and how, what you understand about your Christian faith. Because somebody will say, hey, brother, we can do everything. That's for my faith. And that must be your stance. I mean, how can you like a man more than God and the will of God? I mean, how? Who trained you? I would like to meet your new believer school teacher. That's the person I like to. I like to meet your new believer school and the lay schools people. I like to meet them. That I mean, how how were you taught? How were you taught that that the word of a man is more important than the word of God? And the church, I mean, the church they came to meet you in, they can approach you from that place with ease, with ease. Oh, then, then I'm, I'm sorry, but you haven't understood your salvation. You haven't understood your salvation. You haven't understood it. Sisters, are you hearing what, what I'm saying? Yes, God, you're the ones I'm talking to. And the brothers are listening. So in John, I'm talking to you about you, you and your pastor. Wow. You and your pastor. You and your pastor. In John chapter 10 and verse 1, the Bible says that, Verily, verily, I say unto you. You see, I'll, I'll point out a particular word to you in this, uh, in this passage that we're about to read. We're going to read quite a lengthy passage. And then after that, I'll give you about, I think my, my message today has two points. Okay, two points and then we are done. Yes, but I, I, I need you to listen carefully about you and your pastor. You and your pastor. And especially the sisters. And especially the brothers. Yes. It says that, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold. This is a sheepfold. Church. Any church. Anywhere there's a church. Like sheepfold. That's God's people. God's people. Remember, the title of our message series is God's sheep. So, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way. The same is a thief and a robber. That means that there's, there's a right way of entering into your life. If the person has a user, in other words, no matter who the person is. You see, one of the things, let me make this point. One of the, one of the mistakes you can make in life is that 
uh, unfortunately, I can't, I can't, it's not uh, ethical or right or appropriate for me to use the real, real type of person I want to mention. But if you are in your house, if you're in your house, and then you see, you see somebody that you really respect, you know, one of the important people in the society we live in or in the country we live in, and you see this person coming through your window. Do you know that? No, do you know that? If you recognize a person, you are not likely to, to shout thief because of who the person is. But the person is a thief. The person is actually breaking in and entering regardless of his status. Regardless of his status. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? But you see, we use status to measure people and to determine who is what instead of the actions. Instead of the actions. I mean, so what I'm saying to you, if you, if you live in a country that had, that had a president, that the president or had a king, and you are in your house, and you see the king coming through your window into your house, what I'm saying to you is that even though he is the king of that country, he's a thief. Because that's not the way to enter your life. Even though he's a king. But most likely, when you see the king, you will bow. You, you will even forget about how he's coming in. They say, oh, it's a king. After all, it's a king. Because you have no principles. Because you have no principles of life. And you see, loyalty is based on principles, not emotions. Yes. So when you are in love with someone, then you throw out all principles. That's why you may look at me like, oh, what's he say about his wife? I say about my wife because I was, I'm saved by God, not by wife. It's God. It's God. I'm saved by God. God is my God. It's a principle. God is the one who, who saved me, not wife. So no matter how in love you are, you feel a principle, a principle, I'll tell you the definition of a principle. A principle is a rule that always applies. That's a principle. Yeah. So when you make a move, you are judged by the principle. But what's he doing? No matter who you are. No matter who you are. No matter that, that's why that's why in countries where um, the law really works, you will see that any anybody anybody at all can be arrested. Anybody, there's in other words, there's no one who is above the law. But when in your life, because you are in love, you make people above the law, above the word of God, then you are what? Yes, then you are what? Is that now you are putting the word of God aside because, because you are feeling that ooh, 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 hormones are moving, blood is flowing, so you can't think anymore. Where's your Bible? Where's your Bible? Where is your Bible? Do you even read it? 
anyway. So, the person who climbs in some other way is a thief. Okay, verse 2. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Oh. The shepherd of the sheep. The one who has been appointed a shepherd. He's the one when he comes in, he comes in by the door. He is the shepherd of the sheep. Can you see that the Bible says he is the mechanic of the car? Or the plumber of the tap? Or the caterer of the cake? Shepherd of sheep. Shepherd of sheep. Verse 3. To him the porter of death. And the sheep hear his voice. The sheep hear his what? Okay. Okay. And he calleth his own by name and leadeth them out. Verse 4. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. They know his what? His car. They know his shoes. They know his suit. They know, they know, they know his bank balance. They know, they know his wife. They know the pastor's wife. Because the pastor's wives are above the law. So the sheep follow because they know the pastor's wife. The pastor's wives are very powerful, you know. They're very powerful. They're like wives of, of some of these tyrants that you hear about. Travel anywhere, they shop anyhow, they do anything in the country, then they travel out under, under uh, what they call it, something immunity. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. Yes, they go in and out, they slap people, throw shoes at people, do anything. Whip people with cables and they, they just, they've just gone. Diplomatic immunity. Sometimes you see a pastor, so that's how she is. She can do anything to anybody, talk to anybody anyhow. Because she has the pastor wrapped around her finger. Yes. She's sitting on him in the house. Hmm? She's sitting on him. He can't, he can't even think for himself. <laughs> what he is doing is what she has said. He is led by her, not the Holy Spirit. For they know his wife. That's why they are following. They know his wife. The way his wife is strong. So like... <laughs> we follow because we know. We know his wife. Or we know, we, know, we know his suits. We know his shoes. They know what? His voice. His voice. Keep going. Verse 5. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the shoes of strangers. What of strangers don't they know? The voice. 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 Verse 6. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they they understood not what things they were which he he spake unto them. Hmm. 
Then Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said, then said Jesus unto them again, very, very, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door of the, that door that I was talking about. I am that door. I am that door. Jesus is that door. Jesus is that door. Jesus is that door. How close are you to Jesus? Your actions, your actions, your decisions, your moves, the things you do, how related is it to the words of Jesus? Mm. I am the door. I am the door. I am the door. I am the door. Not your boyfriend. Not your boyfriend. Not your girlfriend. I am the door. I am the door. So you think that when, when, you, when you fall in love, when you get a beloved, it means you don't have a head anymore. Be healed. Verse 8. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. Yes. Anybody who tries to pluck you out of Jesus is a thief and a robber. Even if they say to you, they are taking you to another church, that person is a thief and a robber. It's only Jesus. People don't talk like Jesus. Who said anybody who came before me? All those people, all those titles they give themselves, prophets and religious leaders, and what they say they are all thieves and robbers. It's like the real deal has now come. I am the main person. I am the main person. They are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Okay, verse nine. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and shall f- and find pasture. Wow. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Keep going, girl. Verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an highland and not the shepherd... Whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. You remember we talk about um, captive sheep, isn't it? Yeah. Captive sheep, they really talk. Even when you're not thinking about anything, they are very reactionary. They are very reactionary because they are always in pain. They always feel there's a problem. Even when you say hello to a captive sheep, you see how the captive sheep will start shouting. And start talking about things that you are not even thinking about. You even wonder, what are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? Always, always on the, on the defense. Always de- very, 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 very defensive. Trying to explain things, to justify things. Answering questions you haven't asked. That's a captive sheep. Answering questions you haven't asked. Giving explanations you've not, you've not requested for. Yeah. You say hello. Yes. Hey, what, what are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? That's captive sheep. That's captive sheep. So they feel everybody can see that they're in the wolf's mouth. So they try to explain to you that I'm not in the wolf's mouth. I went into the wolf. The wolf didn't catch me. I went into the wolf's mouth. I volunteered to go into the mouth. I wasn't caught. No problem. Either way. You are there. <laughs> On goal or goal, it's a goal. Doesn't matter who scored it. It's still against you. Mm-hmm. 
rather, humble yourself. You see, in the day you make a mistake, humble yourself and ask God for his mercies. Don't be too defensive. Because, because now we can, we've all learned the things. But no, you see, captain sheep, they operate in a certain way. They talk in a certain way. They're always talking. To, just, like, just text a captain sheep. Just, hello, I'm checking on you. Monday or something. You will see, you will see a, a, a paragraph that will come back. Covering up, explaining things. You know, if, you if you want to ask the person, what are you even talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What, what, what is the problem? Why are you running? <laughs> okay, it's all right. Relax. <laughs> verse 13. Verse 13. <laughs> the hyling fleeth because he's unhyling and careth not for the sheep. That's why you have a bad shepherd. If we're talking about types of shepherds, we would have, used, we would have, we would have stayed here. That stayed here. Shepherds, shepherds that disappear. Your, your shepherd has disappeared. Why, why has he disappeared? Why, why is he running? <laughs> why is he gone? You have a shepherd. Your shepherd has, is gone. Because he's a highland. Wow. Do you remember earlier he said the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. That is, the life, the life of the shepherd is changed, is transformed because of his love for the sheep. But when he's not a good shepherd, he will run. He said, me, I should be here and die. I'll save myself. That's a highland. He fleeth. Before that, he slept. He's left, he's left the sheep because of a wolf that came into his house. A wolf. Sometimes a wolf is the partner. I told you, did I, did I tell you about black mamba in people's homes? Yes. The thing that you thought was a pet is a black member. But a good shepherd will stay and defend the family. A highly will run and say, hey, me as you follow you people, you don't know how I'm suffering. You don't know how I'm suffering. That's a highland. That's a highland. That's some, a highland is someone who is operating for gain. What he will get. He's been hired. So he expects to be paid. So it's like, it's like, no. Either I'm not getting enough or what am I going to, what, I mean, I can't lose my life for this. That's why people change jobs. Wherefore I say, look, come on. I've got to move on. I've got, I've got to move on. Let's be serious. I have to move on. I have to, I have to move on. I know a place that I, in this country, I worked there for one day. One day. Nine to five. One day. I went to work for one day. Because whilst we were there working, this man, I think he thought he was coming to encourage me. I don't know what his aim was. But he said to me that he has worked with that company for 20 years. And I remember, as he was talking, I looked at him like that. Ah, down, down, up, left, right, right, left. And I said to myself, I said in my heart, this is what they've done to you for 20 years. I will never come back here. Never. I said, if this were 20, you've been here for 20 years and this is how you are. Me, this is my day one. Oh. 
just was walking out. I remember everybody saying, Oh, Richard, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. I said, yeah. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, me, you'll see me tomorrow. Me, you'll see me tomorrow. They should go and blame that man. He, he, he talked too much. He was talking too much. Talking too much. To talk it too much for 20 years. 20. Whew. Wow. Is this what 20 years can do? I'm a goner. I'm a goner. I left. I left. The following day, I was unemployed. I had a job that I was not going to. <laughs> yeah. Self inflicted unemployment. And I got another job, though. Yes. 20, 20 years. No. So it's these hirelings, they'll say, hey, this pastor, pastor, shepherd, 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 they'll be saying, I can't pass my exam. But look, it's not shepherd that's not making you pass your exams. It's not shepherd that's making you pass your How can you fail exams because you're a shepherd? I mean, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I can be the shepherd make you fail exams. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Even the pastor of the church, you know how many things he does. Even the founder of the church, he oversees 3,000 churches. And he's still an evangelist. You have a center. You say because of a center, you can't pass an exam. A center. Don't start. Don't start. Because of your center. Because of your center, so you can't pass exams. Oh, I mean, how many people are in that center? And how often do you, and what do you what do you do for them? What have you been doing for them? That you can't pass exams. No, there, there's another type of problem. Look, I haven't started my sermon. I haven't started my sermon. <laughs> verse, <laughs> verse 14. Verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and I'm known of mine. Wow. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Can you say again? I lay down my life for the sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. I lay down. In other words, my life, my life, the course of my life is interrupted for my sheep. And it's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Not to have certain things or to be a certain way because of the sheep. Is that for the sake of the sheep, I will endure this. That's what Jesus said, if any man will come up after me, he must take up his cross. The symbol of Christianity is the cross. It's not a jacuzzi. Or a Mercedes Benz. It's a cross. It's a cross. Your Mercedes Benz is stolen, don't cry. (laughs) Someone's Mercedes was stolen this one. But you have a better Mercedes. Yes. And cursed be every thief. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Verse 16. Verse 16. Other sheep I have, 
which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my, they, they, they shall see my car. They shall see my shoes. They will see my wife. They will see my wife sitting in the front with her heels. And her designer, whatever is designed. Huh? They shall hear the music in my car. They will know that pastor has come. He says that, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Ladies and gentlemen, you and your pastor is all we are talking about. What your pastor has for you, and that you also has to pay attention to from your pastor, is his voice. Your pastor. So you can change the title of a message from you and your pastor to your pastor's voice. Yes, your pastor's voice. That's what, that's what the pastor is there. The pastor is there to speak. Your pastor's voice is one of the things that has to become important to you. That's why we keep talking to you about podcasts. You see, sometimes the way you, someone, some of you behave, you can tell you don't listen to messages. You won't do what you're doing. You won't. You won't. Just your actions are evidence that your pastor's voice is cut off from your life. So we say podcast, do this, podcast. Podcast is free. Nobody, nobody earns anything from hearing anything. It's for you. It's for you. It's to help you to build your life, to develop your life. To build you up. To make you to a stronger Christian. How many of you like to be strong Christians? Ah, apart from everything else. Every other thing that can be taught in the church. The important thing is your pastor's voice. The shepherd. That's what, that's what we get to voice. If you've noticed, I keep saying, your pastor's what? Shoes. Shoes, clothes, suit, bank balance. No, voice. The pastor's voice is important. Don't be too far that you can't hear your pastor's voice. And don't be too stubborn that your pastor's voice is a problem for you. What you need is your pastor's voice. What is he saying? You see, the other day, the other day I heard a backsliding person saying that, uh, she'd be saying, my pastor said, my pastor said, my pastor's book, my pastor said, I said, hey, but then, then, then the person added, you see, it must be, it must be the Bible. So I said, what, what Bible do you read? What Bible do you read? The last time I remember you, the things you were into, it even shows that you don't even read your Bible. They are telling some people that you shouldn't listen to their pastor. They shouldn't listen to their pastor. They shouldn't read their pastor's books. What should they, what, what should they do? What, what should they do? What should they do? They should follow your works. You are giving, you are giving. I don't even want to say it. Hmm. It's in the afternoon, mate. (laughs) 
Let's try and round up. What you need in your life is your pastor's voice. Two ingredients in your pastor's voice that you will get. Two things that you get from your pastor's voice. Is it is Satan that will tell you which, which which ministry is this? The pinky people. Ah, uh, Greater Love Choir. Is it is Satan that will suggest to you leave the choir and just float? Do you know why? Choir is choir. Anybody can sing. Anybody sings. But choir is a unit in the church with a pastor to speak to you. To talk to you. It's not so much. You, I mean, some of you know yourself that I mean, you are not singers. Ah, I mean, is it not true? So far, though, you are not singers. I mean, let's not let's not pretend. Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend. It's not. I'm, I'm surprised if it's a mystery to you. We have the small. We have the smaller family so that you can have a pastor. If it dancing stars, I mean, come on, let's not pretend. There are some who can dance. When everybody turns left, they are turned right. Yeah, I mean, they are, they, are, they are just like they are just like Reverend James and me. So that's when we look at them, we are encouraged that we can dance. Yes. So I'm saying to you that when, when that voice, that voice that tells you. Stop singing. Stop dancing. As if, as if you are doing God such a great favor to be singing. What that voice is telling you, that satanic voice is telling you, is that disconnect from your pastor. Disconnect from your pastor's voice. Disconnect from the thing that God has given to you that will lead to your prosperity and your blessings. Disconnect from it so that you become desolate. And many people have become desolate. Not you, not here. People have become desolate because they disconnected from a pastor. You see, I remember once I was driving with the prophet. We're coming from Heathrow. We're coming through Vauxhall. There's a pub there. There's a pub. I don't know that you know that pub. Certain pub, certain type of people are there. Yes. To a certain time of the day, I think it must have been just after 5 p.m. And the pub was full. So people were still standing outside. So one of these sunny days, outside drinking toast. So when we got there, he asked me that, what is this? What, what, what is this? I said, what, this? What, what is this? So I explained to him what it is. I said, it's pub. <laughs> <laughs> I explained a pub. And then I said, and, I, and then I explained the type of people that are there. So I said, can you see, it's this versus this and this and this and this. And they, they, are, they are the people who are, who are there. Then he made a comment. I've never forgotten this comment. This must have been made almost 20 years ago. He said, he said, their pastors have failed them. Yes. He said, their pastors have disappointed them. Because if they had a pastor whose voice was in their lives, they wouldn't have turned out this way. And they wouldn't be. He said, their pastors, their pastors, their pastors have failed them. Because they had pastors. 
that pastors, their pastors have failed them. So let me give you quickly two ingredients in the voice of your pastor. So we don't leave here and say, they say, would you hear our pastor's voice? What do we get from our pastor's voice? That's what I'm going to show you. That's what I'm going to show you. Are you being blessed? Do you like it? Are you enjoying it? You and your pastor. You and your pastor. God's sheep, you see, God has led you. God is leading you to a pastor. God is leading to a pastor. Make sure you are not disconnected from a pastor. Even if you are disconnected from pastor of ashes, be connected to a pastor. Intimate counseling, pastors. I mean, find somebody. Don't, don't, be, don't be a free agent. Yes. And especially, don't let that boy or that girl appoint themselves as your shepherd in your life. Don't make that mistake. Say, I love you, but we must have a pastor. Both of us must have a pastor. I love you. I really love you. I want to marry. I want to live with you for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. There's no problem with that. There's no problem with that. At all. But you must have a pastor. Don't let any human being come and tell you that from today, you do what I say. He has not married you. It's a long, scary journey, you know. Don't let me tell you scary stories. Jeremiah chapter 3. Jeremiah chapter 3. Let me show you what is in the, in the voice of your pastor. And then, we'll be going home. It won't be long. We'll be leaving. Jeremiah 3.15. And I will give you, I will give you mechanics. I'll give you bankers. No. I'll give you IT consultants. No. Why? 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 Why didn't God choose any of these professions? I'll give you nurses. No. I'll give you GPs. No. You don't want a GP? No. <laughs> I'll give you a beloved. No. I will. I God. I God. I'll give you a beloved. Six foot three and a half. Broad shoulder. Ultra trim mustache. Husky voice. With a bit of the old walk. Not the one that walks as if somebody has pushed him. I think he's about to fall. <laughs> Give you a beloved who will never raise his voice at you. Even when you spill, even when you spill your coffee into his. Suit, he's just bored that he hasn't finished pain. He won't even say. As, as, he, as he is feeling the heat of your coffee, he's rather asking you, are you okay? 
I hope you're okay. Hope you're okay. Now he says, Can I have some tissue, please? Tissue. So, are you okay? I hope you're okay. No, no, don't worry. No, no, don't worry about it. No, no, don't worry about it. As he said, Oh, oh, your new suit. He said, Oh, no, no, no. I'll just, I'll just pick another one up tomorrow. I'll pick another one. Up I'll pick another one. Up. I'll pick another one. give you such a nice beloved. Is that what God is saying? I will give you such a nice beloved. Six foot three and a half. Broad. Ultra trim mustache. Husky voice. He doesn't shout. He's never ruffled. He doesn't get irritated. Everything's always okay. It's okay. He opens the door for you to sit down. When you get home, he always lets you in first. After you. Oh, you say you don't like you don't like the voice of the staff not sat nav. He'll say, Ah, I have the same sentiment. I didn't know you felt I don't even like her voice at all. Let me turn it off. <laughs> then it's off. Anything you like, he likes. Is that what God is sending to you? He said, I will give you pastors. Pastors. Pastors, pastors, I will give you pastors according to my heart. Do you understand according to my heart? You know sometimes when people give you gifts, you see what they think of you, isn't it? No, one of the things that gifts tell you is how someone rates you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they add that statement, uh, it's not the gift, but it's what the thought. It's a thought that counts. Yes, that's that's even confessed. So this is your thought. So this is your thought. This is what you think. This is what you actually think. I think before before we married, it must have been at the tail end of yeah, before we married, it was at the tail end of our beloved years. We were beloved for four years. Yes. Before marriage came in, those of you who just said, I will marry you tomorrow. I'll marry you. You have to know the person well. You have to know people well. You have to know people well. Yes. You should be in a hurry to appoint people as beloved. Anyway, I remember telling at the tail end, 
I don't know what happened, but something was important. So I was just telling you, for the past four years, we've had birthdays, we've had Christmases, we had different occasions. Each of them, we've exchanged gifts. She's giving me a gift, I'll give a gift, whatever. So I was just pointing out to her my thoughts towards her and her thoughts towards me. And at the end of that discussion, she just said, Mercy, forgive, forgive. That's true, and I see. Because these people say it's a thought that counts. And you see, this, this has been your thought all these years. I'm sure she said it's the heart. The, you know the heart. I said, yeah, you have a good heart, girl. I'll still marry you. No problem. No problem. Yeah, it's a thought. Hmm. Why are you quiet? Some gifts you've been given. Oh, oh no, but I can, give, I can give you another advice. Early, early phases of... Uh, Relationships, friendship, and things. Don't give gifts. Yeah. Don't, don't give your... Is it someone who doesn't want to give already? Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky. Quiet. Look, quiet so I can finish my sermon, okay? I need to finish my sermon. <laughs> Are you still here? No, no, don't, 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 don't give yourself that pressure. I won't advise you to go into some company of gifts and things, splashing money. No, don't do such things. Splashing money. If you want to go out somewhere, go and sit, go and sit in Starbucks and drink, drink tea or coffee. If you start, if you start from the shard, you can't come down or you can't come down. If you come down, you are letting the team down. Look. Shemos, are you there? <laughs> quiet, look, quiet, quiet. Let me tell you, those of you who have started from the shard, the next thing you have to do you have, you have to do is that you, when you say when you say that can we have dinner or can we have lunch? You must have two tickets. So we're having lunch. We're having lunch today in Paris. We are going, but you have to go higher. You have to go with two air tickets. So we go higher. I'm flying you. I'm flying you to Paris. 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 We are going to Paris for lunch. And no sleepover. We are coming back. (laughs) Someone will take you for lunch in Paris. Paris. Can I preach? Yes. Okay. 
Say, I will give you pastors according to my heart. It's like, this is what God likes. This, this is God's standard. When, reje- when you reject a pastor, you are rejecting what God has given to you. Not what man has given to you. Tell the people who say you shouldn't listen to your pastor. Tell them what the Bible says. Since they finished giving, um, then they started reading their Bible. They should read it more. They should read it faster. Because they are missing some chapters. <laughs> the last we remember that they were giving. I'll give you pastors according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So these are the two ingredients in the voice of your pastor. Knowledge and understanding. In the Hebrew, it is dare, that is D-E-A-H and sakal S-A-K-A-L I'm not an expert in Hebrew, so this is my best Afro-British pronunciation I can come up with. <laughs> yeah. Dea and Sakal. Okay, so these are two major ingredients in the pastor's voice. Knowledge, I'll give you knowledge. They shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding. Knowledge. The the voice of my pastor, the voice of my pastor is always up in my life because I I need to hear what he's saying. I I need to hear, I need to hear and receive the knowledge and receive the understanding. And that is evidence to me that I read my Bible. The more I read my Bible, the more I see the relevance of my pastor in my life. The more I read, I read, I read my Bible. All this, I've read my Bible today. Nothing that I have read today is what I'm even sharing with you. I'll not even say even one thing about what I've read. Because when I speak to my pastor, I come to a Bible, my pastor, the things he says, the things he says are consistent. With what the Bible says. And I gain more dare and more sakal. So. In closing. What is the meaning of dare? Number one. Obviously it means knowledge. It means knowledge. You get to know more. You know more things. You know more things. We learn more things. The scripture says that war unto the lawyers because they have hit the key of knowledge. Knowledge is a key. Where, where's my scripture person today? Where's she hiding? Oh, okay, tell her to give me that scripture. The key of knowledge. The key of knowledge. Luke chapter 11. I'm sure. Luke 11. Yes. War unto you lawyers for you have taken away the key of knowledge. Knowledge is a key. There are keys to things that you have to know. And you know it by what you, you, gain, you gain access to realms of life and levels of life based on what you know. Based on what you know. Based on what you know. 
So when you don't know much, um, a key is given to you, knowledge is added to your life. And you are determined to stay at your lower level. That You see, what you know, what you know makes you assess things in a certain way. It makes you make decisions in a certain way based on what you know. The level of your wisdom is based on the level of your knowledge. What you know, what you know. What you've been exposed to, the latitude you've gained in life is what assists you to make certain decisions. So when you have, when you have the voice of your pastor and you gain knowledge, you gain a key. See, as you move on, you see that keys are being shared. He'll give you a key to a particular aspect of life. You can't say, no, I don't want to know. I want, I want to live by what I have known already. That's, that, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Because now you know. Now you know. And when you know and you are refusing to do and act based on what you know, either you are simple-minded or you are a fool. So the pastor gives keys of knowledge. Keys of knowledges. If that will help you to remember it. Knowledges. Knowledges are shared. I know there's no word like knowledges. I'm just helping you to remember. Don't write to me. <laughs> keys. It gives keys. There is keys. Knowledge. Number one, it means knowledge. So you discover things. Every time you interact with your pastor, you come to church, your interactions with your pastor, through podcasts, through reading a book, you are swimming in the sea of knowledges. You're making discoveries. You make discoveries. You make discoveries. And that is where you will discover things that you didn't know. You didn't even know what it meant. You've been saying something, but you didn't know what it meant. There, it's shown to you that this is how you've been saying, this is what it means. This is what it means. This person that you are bent on beloved dosing because you lack knowledge. Now, when the knowledge is given, you see clearly that, oh, it's beautiful. But this is not compatible. So I can't. It's not just by beauty. And if you have your quiet time, you must have had your quiet time when you've read a verse that says that beauty is vain. Vain means useless. Useless means zero contribution. Zero contribution means non-profit. There's nothing to gain. You don't get anything from it. It's not me, I'm not saying, the Bible says, the Bible says that there's no, you don't get anything out of beauty. You don't get anything out of beauty. There's nothing you get out of beauty. That's what my Bible tells me. Tells me that calves don't contribute to marriage. That's what my Bible tells me. Calves, complexion, they say that doesn't contribute anything. It's like pepper in your food, in your food. It has no nutritional value. It just makes you sweat. 
but you may not know before. You are not to be blamed when you don't know something. You don't know it. Sometimes it's nice when you don't know some things, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's nice. I, I mean, ignorance is very nice. Though it's costly. I mean, it's nice, but it's also costly. Yes, yes. You don't know. It's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't know. It's like when, you, when, you, when you travel and you stray into like a very dangerous area where people are killed and people are robbed and mugged and things. I mean, when you, because you don't know, you walk there very confidently and freely. Is there people who live there who will tell you that? No, 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 no. Don't be here. Don't be here. Don't. Don't. But when you don't know, that, that's what I mean by ignorance is nice. When you don't know, you, you're not afraid. You just move. Go anywhere. You shop anywhere. You sit anywhere to eat. Wow. wow. So knowledge comes from the voice of your pastor. From that one ingredient of there, knowledge comes. The next thing that it means is it means that you will be learned. Hmm. You will start behaving, you start behaving as though you have you are well educated in certain aspects of life but it's from the voice of your pastor GPs GPs and doctors in this country have not stopped asking me are you a doctor or do you have some medical background they stop stop asking because anytime I sit with them I'm able to have a confident healthy discussion with them but it's from the voice of my pastor because my pastor is a medical doctor. So every time he's preaching, every time he's preaching, he's talking, he gives examples, explains like this. And if you listen, you learn. You don't even, you don't even, re- the first time, the first time a GP asked me that question, I was wondering, why is he asking me this? Why is he asking me this? Because I thought I was just talking, having normal, normal, but I didn't realize that I have, become, my understanding has been upgraded from the interactions with my pastor. From hearing my pastor's voice. I didn't realize that I sounded like a doctor. I felt this. I didn't know I sounded like a GP. So when the second person said it, I said, well, not really. But and then I continued with another question to bamboozle her more. <laughs> now they ask. Now, it's quite, it's quite normal for me to, anytime I sit with a doctor, nurse, it's very common for them to ask me, do you have any, like, medical background? Are you a doctor? Are you this? It's like, you know, the way the things are going, it's like, tell us so that we can do things properly. <laughs> and I usually don't answer that question. I ask my next question so that they, they will be, they'll be careful. Yes. But it's, it's from my pastor's voice. You become learned. In Acts 4.13, Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. Give it to me very quickly. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, the boldness of them, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they were surprised. They were surprised. Then, 
then the only explanation they had is that they had been with their with Jesus. Being with Jesus had made them sound like and act like learned men. Learned people. Learned people. Learned people. That's, and that's, I'm sure I speak to the voice of your pastor. The voice of your pastor. Listening to messages and reading books. The things, the, the, the things that some ignoramus says that you shouldn't. Things that people want to attack. Backsliders, backsliders, fornicators. They are now advising people that don't listen to your pastor's messages. Don't read books. Just read the Bible. You want to convert people to become like you. And they took knowledge that the only way the only way such raw, uneducated, and learned fishermen could sound this way and come across this way, they must have a pastor. They must have been with a pastor. They must have been inclined to the voice of their pastor and said they took what they had been with Jesus. They had been with Jesus. That's what has changed them. That's what changed them. You see, if any of my doctors or whatever that I've met, if they, they knew something, they would have asked, Who, who's your pastor? With your pastor. Because my profession is there's in front of them. They know I'm not a doctor. They can see it. But because they don't have their quiet time, that's why they're asking that before I became this. They would have asked, who's your pastor? Because that's the, that's the other explanation. It's your pastor that has changed you. It's your pastor. It's the voice of your pastor. It's speaking to your pastor and listening to your pastor. Listening to your pastor. Listening to your pastor. Since I opened my eyes this morning at 2.40 a.m., my pastor's voice has been blaring in my ears till I walked out of my house. Yes. I looked at the clock. I said, 2.40 a.m. I said, hey, hey, pastor, talk. <laughs> pastor, let's talk. Let's start talking. Yes. Pastor has been talking. I listen to my pastor all the time. If I don't read my Bible... I will not believe in what my pastor says. Yes. It's the Bible that has pointed me to my pastor. To speak the truth and change. Sometimes when you read it, you don't understand it. You need a book. You need a message to help you understand what you are reading. I mean, come on. Stop pretending. Stop pretending. And the third thing, the third thing, that the voice of your pastor does for you. In there, in there, I'm talking to you about there, is that it gives you an opinion. <laughs> yes. Now you have an opinion. From the teachings of your pastor, you have an opinion. You have an opinion about debt. You have an opinion about mortgages. You have an opinion about illegal marriage. Arrange marriage. Organized marriage. You have an opinion. You have an opinion about living together. I mean, you will have an opinion. If you listen to your pastors, well, you will have an opinion. You, you will know that, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't stand for this. I don't believe in this. I don't agree with this. You will have an opinion. 
You have an opinion about prayer, the importance of prayer. After today, you have an opinion about listening to your pastor's voice and reading your pastor's books. It comes, it comes from your pastor's voice and your pastor's teaching. You will have an opinion. You won't just be living and just floating. You have an opinion. Your beloved says, you, you, see, you, you will become some of you, sister. You'll, be, you'll become like Abigail. Do you know about Abigail? Today, when you go, have your quiet time about Abigail. She's in the Bible. You become like Abigail. Well, nobody will tell by you. You will say, you will say, this is your beloved. He's talking like a fool. Yes. Abigail is a person who had a husband called Nabal. He said, he's a fool. He said, he's talking like a fool. And the fool he is, as his name suggests. And by that time, by that time, David was fuming with Nabal. Fuming. Organized himself to go and slaughter Nabal. And then the same Abigail. The same Abigail came and said to David, said, don't do it. Don't. He, gave, he, gave, he gave David advice that saved David from bloodshed. When Nabal died, without David killing him, he had his own um, heart attack. When David went for the funeral, on his way home, he said to one of his bodyguards, you know that girl, Abigail, go and bring her. her. I'll marry her to comfort her. She needs comforting. I'll marry her. Go and bring Abigail. Yes. Yes. He remembered remembered the wise things. Whenever you are there, when someone is complaining, you join the person's complaining when you don't have the problem. So it's memory that you join the person's memories. You don't have an opinion. It's like you don't have an opinion. You're, you're like an airbag. Airhead. You don't have anything to say. You can't stand up for anything. Because you don't have an opinion. Because you don't pay attention to teachings and preachings. But you have an opinion. And you say to me, no, 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 Brothers, you need, you need good wives. So don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated by intelligent girls. Girls who have a mind and they can speak. And they can counsel you. At least once it's based on scripture. Don't be, don't be intimidated by intelligent ladies. Actually look for intelligent ladies. Look for people who can talk. Don't look for people who just giggle. You, just, you, need, you, need people, you know people who can talk People who have some You can see that there's something in there They can hold a conversation they can hold a conversation on anything and everything Not when you say, when you say Brexit say, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then they go on And then they go on YouTube Then they go on YouTube and come, and come up with Some funny stuff that somebody has said about or, 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 or when you ask, when you ask about, uh, you close from church on Sunday. Since Sunday, I mean, it's like you want to spend a little time with this. Your beauty, you have found. You are sitting some. You are sitting in the corners in the restaurant. All she's doing is playing. Uh, 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 no, no, no. Where, where's your boyfriend? They say I have I have different versions. I have different versions. Now, so I'll show you this also version. This is also another version. And I want to show you this is another version. And, and you are there. You are wondering. You see. You'll be wondering, who is this? 
Who is this? Is this my future? Is this life? Is this life? Is this how it's going to be? I mean, joke after joke after joke after joke. I mean, it's good to have a laugh and to have a good time. But look, at a point, it's like, look, come on. Let's, let's see what is in there as well. So, brothers, I'm saying that don't be intimidated by girls with brains. Yes. But you must have an opinion. Sisters, you must have, an op- you must have a Bible-based opinion. What the Bible says. What the Bible says. You can't go by how somebody is feeling. You can't follow somebody because he, he's, he's, a man, he, he's the head. He's not your head. Headship, headship is, is for husband. Not boyfriend. Headship. The head is when we pronounce, from there we pronounce you. That's when he becomes your head. Till then, even your elbow, he's not. Even your elbow, he's not. Tell you know our jokes. Valentine has come. Valentine has left. Valentine came. You know, so put on put on these kind of songs, then you stand, then you start. That's, you know. <laughs> I mean, why? why? Are you a comedian? Are you a comedian? Are you a comedian? Well, when I mean, I mean, how? I mean, how? I mean, how? I mean, how? Imagine you've come home from work and you, you, you're asking your, your children, how's the day been? Then your child just started singing, Valentine is coming. <laughs> because that's what mommy has been doing all day. <laughs> Look, we have to close. Then. Huh. Are you still here? You've left me. So there, I'm showing the ingredients. There. So this is what is here. Now, sakal. What's in sakal? What does it mean? Number one, quick, quickly. We are closing. We are closing. Sakal, sakal, the word sakal, is, is to cause someone to be circumspect and intelligent. Circumspect. Circumspect, I think, means to be cautious. To be cautious, to be intelligent, to. Yes. That's understanding. So now we are dealing with understanding. We're dealing with understanding. There are just two ingredients. I have just two points. My points are number one, day, number two, sakal. That's all. Those are my two points for the day. Just want to become circumspect. So you see that following preaching and coming to church a little as you move on, suddenly you become circumspect. You don't just you don't just take things as it's offered to you. You think deeply about it, you analyze a bit more. 
You, you see, intelligent people ask questions. Even if you don't ask someone a question, you, you ask yourself a question. You ask yourself a question. You ask yourself a question. Because if you don't ask, if you have to ask questions, you are like a, you are like a twerp. <laughs> why, why, why you don't ask yourself questions? You have to ask yourself questions. You have to ask questions. Circumspect. That's a cow. Circumspect. Number two. Circumspect means to cause someone to become an expert. An expert is like a master of a topic. Or a master of a subject. Hmm. That's why GPs are asking me whether I'm their colleague. I've not been to medical school for even one day. Not even for one day. I've not, I've, I've not even passed by the door during a lecture time before. You see, you see, your parents will be asking you for marriage counseling. Yeah, they'll be asking you for marriage counseling. If you listen to the voice of your pastor, because they will see how you answer questions. They will, if, they, see, they, one of the things about maturity is that people forget your age. People forget your age. They usually think you are older than you really are. Because the way you respond to things, the way you answer things, it's like, you, it's like this person has now become an expert in relationships. You see, older people asking you for your opinion. They'll be asking you, what do you think? What do you think? There, you have to quote scriptures. You have to quote scriptures. The scriptures you have heard, the scriptures you have, you have to quote scriptures. Not when your mother is angry, then you too are angry. <laughs> Don't you have an opinion? Don't you have an opinion? Where is there in your life? Mommy tells you that that is a foolish man, that you agree. He's a foolish man. You've not even seen him before. Say so he's a foolish man. How did he become foolish? How, how did he become? What are the steps to foolishness? How did he become foolish? And when did she discover that he's foolish? The third thing in Sakao is to instruct and to give skill. So you receive instructions and you become skilled. Have you realized that since you, you started going to church, you decided to finish your course? Yes. Maybe you don't, you don't know where you came. You came a bit later. But this church, if you ever tell us that my uni has messed me up, we'll laugh at you. We'll, we'll really laugh at you. Don't use that word. Especially the word mess. Don't use it. We've messed that word up before you came. <laughs> my uni has messed how can How can your uni mess you? How special are you? My uni has messed me up. The latest one I heard the other day, someone said the student finance has messed him up. So student finance has messed him up. What are you talking about? I mean, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? 
What are you talking about? As if we have not been to school before. Sometimes it's as if all your life you've been dealing with people who are not educated. So you've, you are even used to it. So when you step out, then you come up with those stories. And you expect everybody to... But there are some people who, who are circumspect. They have, an, they have an all-round view of things. So they, under, they have more latitude and they understand things better. So when you are talking to them, you have to be careful. You're just going to say, somebody has, something, has messed, something has messed you up. That's why you are not graduating. Come on, go back to school. And gra- go back. Go back. Go back. Go back and finish. Go back. Did you hear go back? Yes, go back to school. Go back to school. Don't come and tell a story. That I, have a, I have a calling. Whew. I have a calling. I've, I'm called. That's why. You see, even, even, when, even when I'm reading my coursework, I see Leviticus. <laughs> Come, let me pray for you. You stop seeing Leviticus. Come, let me lay hands on you. You will see clearly. You will not see Leviticus again. You will see what is written. <laughs> In first year, you are coming to introduce the beloved. Is this a beloved bureau? <laughs> I have to introduce beloved. So, I mean, okay, yes. So, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do with her? The first year, you are coming to introduce beloved. What are you going to do with it? You've not experienced your first reading week in uni. You are bringing a beloved. <laughs> I can't tell you this, a beloved. <laughs> then what? My question is, okay. Nice. What next? What are you going to do with her? Is she a mantelpiece in your room or what? What are you going to do with her? Well, then you come and tell me that your uni has messed you up. It's your beloved who has messed you up. Your beloved who has messed you up. Because instead of studying, you are chatting. She's the one who has messed you up. You're calling on her to come and give you this thing. Hmm. Why are some people looking at me like that? I, 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 don't, I don't understand your eyes. How many of you like this message, your pastor's voice? How many of you are enjoying it? Hmm. But it's ending, it's ending. So you see, even through your pastor's voice, you say you will go to school. Not just are you becoming a pastor or a missionary. You say you go to school and finish. Because if you haven't been to school, you just drop out of school. You, can't, you will not even be a good missionary. 
We'll be here and you'll pack your things back. Because when you trace the, your life, you say you never finish anything you start. Wow. Yeah. Wow. One of the first disciplines you have to learn in life that is to finish things. And one of them is, is your school. Finish the school. The course that you started, finish it. Yeah. Finish it. We never talk to people about missions and things if they are not, they are not finishing their school. We just say, oh, go and finish. When you finish, come. Just go and finish. The masters you started, go and finish it. Yes. Especially that thing called ACCA. A lot of people start, they don't do that. They will tell them I'm part qualified. <laughs> yes. But before, before you discuss ministry with us, Go and overcome that thing, that, that ACC. Go and overcome it. Then I'll know that you're a finisher. Yeah. You have, you have a finisher. You are, you are going to lead somebody's daughter to follow you. To follow you where? Follow you where? Why are you taking her? We'll be there. A few months that you'll say you don't, you don't like, she's messed you up. You don't want her again. But that, that's really who you are. That's really who you are. You never finish anything you start. You never become a master of anything. You are just, you are just some happy-go-lucky guy. Anything you see that is nice, I want. You are one of those impulsive shoppers. Once you see it, I must take it. Then when you get home and you see your bank and say, well, what have I done? They say the shop, the shop has messed you up. The shop has messed you up. That behavior is cast out of your life today. Yes. But you see, through the voice of your pastor, you get a profession. You get a profession. The money you earn will go into your pocket. Doesn't go into anywhere. It goes into your pocket. You have a profession. You become stable. You see, you become stable in life. Stable in life. You do the right things at the right time. There's a season for everything. There's a season for everything. There's a season to discuss beloved. There's a season not to talk about beloved at all. Pray. Hmm? And there's a season to when you're not talking about it. It's also worrying. You have to talk about it. Why are you not talking about it? Talk. Are you all listening to what I'm saying? First year, 18 years, that you're going to bring another first year following you. The two of you, the, the two of you, you've not received your first loan to know how to manage it. And you, are, you have come. You are in love. You are in love. Is love a country that you are in? Is it a country that you've traveled to? Through the voice. Can you, can you see that? Can you say you have to return to school? You have to go back to school and get a career, get a profession. Yes. Through the voice. Through the voice. Through the voice. You said, no. No, I have to. I've got a skill. I have to become skilled. 
have a profession. I have to be serious with what I'm doing. There is no season, there is no, there's no time of your life that will come back to you. What you have now is what it is. You are moving out. When you move out, you are out. Yes. So if you don't make the best of the season you are in, hey. Time to do ACCA. It is the time. Finish it. You go and try later. You see all kinds of complex things. It is the time to do it. <laughs> okay. The next is that it makes a person have good success. The next one is that it is, is to have wisdom and to make you wise. The next one is to be, belie- is to be believed or considered wise. That's what Sakal is, is going to do for you. When you speak, people will believe in what you are saying and you'll be considered as a wise person. And then finally, it's to guide you wittingly. Isaiah 33, I'm closing. Where is verse 6? And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Yes. Yes. The voice of your pastor will make you stable. Gives you stability in the different seasons of life. It's the stability of our times. Have great respect and regard for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Did you get all the ingredients? If you didn't, it means you must listen to the podcast. It's still there. It's recorded. Sometimes your pastor will say, stop. You see, you're not stopping. Do this. She won't do. As if. As if. He gains. But no, he's trying to help you. He's trying to help you. No one of the sad things or saddest or saddamost <laughs> is when you say to a Christian, pray, and his face drops. It's like, it's like, come on, do better. It's like, come on, do better. It's like, come on. You see, th- those are the secularized members who want, who want secularized shepherds. Say pray. Be a stickler to the word. My best counsel I'll ever give to you will be based on scriptures. I even wish I could read the scriptures to you that this is what the Bible says. This go and um, process it. Just a word. Because I don't think there's anything stronger, anything better than the word of God. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think there's anything stronger, anything better than the word of God. Than studying the word and knowing the word. I don't think there's anything better. My best recommendations are verses in prayer. My best, my best. I mean, if the doctor writing a prescription, you see that every time I'll be writing a verse, that's my prescription to you. This verse, this verse, this verse, this verse. You don't like faces, then you're in trouble. 
You don't like to be told pray. Why don't you pray? Perhaps you don't understand prayer. You don't know what prayer is. That's why you feel prayer is the we can prayer. More than anything else in your life, pray. More than anything else that you do in this life, pray. Pray, really pray. Pray before you write exams. Pray before you go for interviews. More than anything else. You hardly find me reading notes when I'm about to, I'm about to go and preach. I'll rather pray. I'll, I mean, I'll, I don't know how many hours before preaching that I don't, I don't even open a book. It, it's God because I know that I need God. More than anything else, I need God. It's God that I need. It's God who must go with me. I need God. More than anything else, I need God. I want God. I don't want points. I don't want points. I don't want points. I don't want verses. I want God. Unless as I'm, pray, as I'm praying, then I feel led. Read this thing or check this thing. But as I, it's, it's God that I need. Saddamost. Saddamost. Saddest. Is to look a Christian in the eye and say, pray. Say, brother, pray. And you see in the eyes that this person thinks that you're a lunatic. Or you don't know what you're talking about. It's saddamost. The person looks at you as if, oh, come on, these people. These people. As if you're, you're a GP talking about carpentry. Look at you, it's, it's like, I mean, come on. Come on, there's something better than. You know, one day a pastor friend called me, a pastor. Not a pastor. Even a bishop. He called me once. And he said that, he said that, he said that. Apart from, apart from prayer and the word, tell me your secret. <laughs> Saddamost. Saddamost. That a pastor is asking for something. He says that take out prayer, take out the word, and tell me. I said, Voodoo. <laughs> Yes. So I'm, I'm a juju man. Hey. I mean, I mean juju. Hey. Because it's like it's like taking my clothes off and telling me that and telling me that apart from your clothes, what makes you what makes you clothed? I see these are they who have strayed from their shepherds and strayed from the word of God and developed faith in things that can't keep them and can't save them. Yeah. The Bible says not all men have faith. Sometimes we all, you think, you can easily make a mistake and think that we all believe in the same thing, but not all men have faith. We all know, but people have different opinions. Sometimes the life strikes them. Even that, to turn to the thing that can save, it's very hard and very difficult. But it's the Bible. It's the Bible. It's the Bible that can help. 
Bible can help your marriage. Bible can help your finances. Bible can help your work with God. Bible can help church growth. Bible can help your relationships. Bible can help your health. Anything. It's, it's Bible. Bible and prayer. 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 May your pastor's voice become important to you. Stand to your feet and let's pray. Will you remember Dea and Satal? When you find the real Hebrew way of pronouncing, you can come and tell me. Next week, I'll come and say it. Dea and Sakal. Dea and Sakal. Yeah. That's in the voice of your pastor. Close your eyes and pray, the Lord. May my life be blessed. May my life be enriched. May my life be helped. Through the voice of my pastor, through this voice you've given me, the preaching, the teaching, the books, the books, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Pray, everybody pray from the back to the front. Pray, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself that by the Holy Spirit, the help of the Holy Spirit, the voice of your pastor shall become relevant to you and important to you. Pray. Pray. Pray that you will not miss instructions. Instructions and directions from God. As your pastor is speaking to you, pray that you will not miss it. Pray that you won't miss it. You will hear it. You hear it. You will understand. You'll be guided by the Spirit. Guided. Guided. Your ears will be open and your heart will be open to hear the blessed voice of God. As your pastor speaks to you,
prosperity, blessings, stability, stability comes into your life through wisdom and knowledge. Stability, 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 prosperity, riches, success. It comes to you. It comes into your life. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for a beautiful day. Thank you for the blessing of your word, Lord, that has come to us. I pray, Father, that everyone under the sound of my voice be blessed, O God. Let their lives be blessed. Let their lives be stable. Cause them to be established. In good things and in good places, Lord. Thank you for your help. And thank you for your blessing. Now this afternoon, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, you're here. I know somebody invited you to church. Somebody brought you to church. Somebody has been bringing you along. But deep in your heart, you feel far from God. Today is your day of divine appointment. God God had an appointment with you to save you. To save you, not from bankruptcy, not from not from bad relationship for, of, with your father, not from uni messing you up, not from any of those things, but from sin, the thing that nothing can solve, nothing can solve it by the blood of Jesus, nothing can solve it by the love of God. All other things can be solved in one way or the other. This one, this one. It's what makes us stray away from God. Today, your invitation to church was your invitation to the love of God. You are here this afternoon and you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want my sins to be forgiven. Nothing can wash away your sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I need my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. I want to come to God. I want to give myself to God. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, if you're here like that, just say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you very quickly. Your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. God bless you. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Keep it up. Keep it up. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life today. I want to come to Jesus. I want to give myself to Jesus. I can see your hand there. I can see your hand there. You also want to join in. You know, you know deep in your heart that you need Jesus today. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, I want to do one more thing. I want to very quickly come to me right here in the front. And I'll pray with you. Come. Come out of your seats wherever you are. Come. Come. Come, I'm coming down to meet you. Come to Jesus. Come. Even if you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus, come. 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 I'm waiting for you. You didn't have to have lifted up your hand before you can come. You didn't lift up your hand. You want to give your life to Jesus? Come. Come. I've come down to meet you. Come. Come. 
Come very quickly. Come very quickly. Come. Come. Yes, there is room. There is room for one more. For one more. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come. Yes. Yes, come to Jesus. Yes. Come to Jesus today. You can even ask your friend to walk with you. To walk with you to the front. Your friend will walk with you. Come. You want to come? Come. Come to Jesus. Hurry, hurry to your salvation. Hurry to your salvation. Hurry to salvation. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say another time. You don't know when you die. Come today. Today, come to Jesus. to come? You and your friend? You want to come to Jesus? Gabby, are they okay? Come. Maybe you should just accompany your friend for, for accompany him for just for so he has company. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for saving us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's not a joke. It's not a game. It's not an act. It's real, Lord. Coming to you saves us from our sins. Washes us clean, Lord. Please wash us today. Please clean us today. Please give us new hearts, new spirits, new mind, new understanding today, Lord. Let it happen practically, Lord. Cause us, oh God, to have the miracle of salvation today. Thank you for this blessing and for this experience. Now, all those of you in front, I want you to say this prayer after me. And I want the whole church to help us as we say this prayer. Say with me, say, Heavenly Father. Say it out. Don't think it. Say it. Say, Heavenly Father. Thank you for today. I am a sinner. I have done many bad things. I have made many mistakes. Please forgive me. Please forgive me of all my sins and of all my mistakes. Lord Jesus, say Lord Jesus, I believe in you. 
I believe you died for me. And you rose up on the third day. Please come into my heart. Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. I'll say thank you, Father, for accepting me and for making me a child of yours today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for accepting me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for these precious ones. Let them be established in your house. Let your love and their love for you, let their love for you increase, oh God. Curse be anything that will put out the fire that you've lighted them today, Lord. Let their love for you get stronger and stronger. Thank you for your blessing. And thank you for your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you. Now receive these gifts. We have a gift from before you go back to your seat. Have a gift. Have one. Before you go back to your seats, don't go back to your seat yet. Make sure you have a book. Even if you have one already, take another one. It's for you. It's for free. And read it. Read it till you can preach it. That's how you know you've understood something. You know, if you are students, one of the good ways to know whether you've understood something you are learning is if you can explain it to your friend. That's always good to have people around you doing the same course. Then you try, you practice on them. You practice what you've learned on them. You practice it on them. You, when, when you share things, you remember it better. Yes. This is not the first time I've taught on Dea and Sakal. But today is different. And I'm sure next time I teach again, because I'm, I'm practicing. Well, I'm practicing what I know. So when you share, read this book with the aim that you're going to share with someone how to be born again and avoid hell. When you practice on them, it means you have read it and you have understood it. Because they will ask you questions and then you answer the questions. They know you've understood it. And also next week, don't come to church alone. That's your first exercise that God is giving you. Next week when you're coming, come with someone. Come with your family. Come with your little sister, the one that disturbs you in the house. Or the older one, the one that never listens to you. Or your friends. Don't try your ex-boyfriend, though I don't know how that will end, but... But next week, Sunday, this is your church. God has given you a church. God has given you a pastor. Interestingly, you came on the day we were talking about the pastor's voice. So you've heard one of the best messages you ever hear in your life. So next week when you're coming, come with someone and watch that life also get saved. You'll be so happy. So God bless you. At the end of the service, where are we meeting you? Ah, right here. Where my hand is pointing. To all of you with the books, when we close the service, please come back here. We'll talk to you just for a few minutes. And then we'll release you. We're a very happy church. So, you see, we are so happy here that we are not in a hurry to go anywhere. I'm sure you can feel it already. Yes. As if we don't have watches. We have watches and everything. But we are just happy. So, we find ways to stay. Okay. So, just for a couple of minutes. 
It won't be as long as I've preached. I mean, because it, it won't be. It can't be that long. <laughs> yeah, so just for a few moments, and then you can go. So at the close of service, please come to my right hand side. That's your left hand side. Yeah, that will talk to you briefly. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Come for them. I say. blessed by this message for more information follow us on social media search for first love church london on facebook and youtube and first love uk on twitter and instagram have a blessed week